2: Welcome back to Eldermorn, everybody. Eldermorn. Eldermorn.
3: Ah. I'm your Dungeon Master Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. The relationship with my son has gone south because I foot I put both feet in my mouth. And you did it, again. <laughs> okay,
4: thing. this is we need to tell them behind the scenes. We literally no, no. No. no,
3: don't tell we them.
4: We recorded the It's an embarrassing story
3: for me we and Caldwell. We
4: recorded <laughs> Murph edit out edit out Jake protesting. Okay,
2: uh, <laughs> I am. He's absolved. been silenced. He's been silenced. <laughs>
1: No, we, were, this
4: rules. we were recording the intro and caldwell realized that he hadn't been recording, so we had to re record it. But in the re- original recording, Jake fucked up his rhyme and he said, Oh, good, now I can get
1: my rhyme right. <laughs> Nobody's mad at me anymore. It's so good.
2: Maybe I'll splice in the recording of Jake fucking up the first time.
1: Uh, yeah, so let's oh, go perfect. ahead.
3: We're going to go ahead and cut to Jake's first intro. Okay. Let Exactly. That
1: footage.
3: <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. Uh, relationship with my son has gone south because I put both feet in my mouth. I forgot it for a second.
5: <laughs> yeah, good, good on you, Caldwell. This is not fair. <laughs> Caldwell's huge fuck up is just shining a light on mine. That's not Jake right. Jake texted me and That's said, true. hey,
1: turn off your recording so that I get another
2: shot at it. And I obliged <laughs> him. <laughs> This is your dad forgetting to pick you up, and then you and then you get mugged. This is Caldwell's mistake, and then you are really, really suffering for it. Um, then, of course, we've got Emily Axford. <laughs>
4: Living the dream and looking like Liam, Fia Boginia. <laughs> Emily,
2: it's even better the second time hearing it. Thank Fucked you. Up. I didn't Crisp, mess it up the perfect. first time.
4: It's so good. Actually, why don't you go ahead and use whichever one I better Okay, I'm better at, okay?
2: two for two. Mm. Two for two. <laughs> Can I Just
1: say stays. my live in La Vida Lo- Liam joke again? Because I thought that was fun from the first <laughs> Sh- intro. Sure. Um,
2: you know, as memorable as it was, I completely forgot it. Um, <laughs> and of course, Caldwell Tanner. <laughs> Oh, Stella Vervain, special little guy who's
1: getting swept up. Don't in fuck, it up. Sweet Don't fuck little it up. Don't fuck <laughs> up. Zerk Ooh. Vervain. Oh Yeehaw. Flawless wow. dismount. All the judges love
5: it. <laughs> Swing. Bada, 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 bada. Wow. <laughs>
2: two, two out of twos and one, zero out of two. It's, you'd think there'd be some deviation there, but wow. We really get a two out of two. He didn't
1: record. Jake, you could just turn off your Zoom right now and then we'd have to start recording again. <laughs> I
2: need another shot. This intro is way better than than the other one guys yes. i'm just saying this is good maybe we should fuck up the show every time. i honestly
4: was barely paying attention and then when jake messed up again i could not stop laughing why were you barely paying attention <laughs> i was looking at my spells
2: okay all right all right she's got a lot of spells she's got a lot of spells i
4: have to remember what i can do
2: all right guys let's get, go ahead and get into the recap yeah Last time, you guys began at the dinner party for Carlisle Lachnamore's fundraiser for his run for Chancellor of Outerboro. Hank snuck off and managed to get access to his office and uncovered more information about Carlisle's motivations. There was information on political rivals, as well as several suspicious newspaper articles about the horror attacks in Outerboro and the bloated defense funds resulting from it. Uh, You all came together and shared your findings before Zerk went off to join his mom at the lab. She revealed to him that they had isolated the sound wave of the mysterious Reaper Bell and were able to recreate it in a device called the Necrophone, which was being kept in the secret office of her laboratory. Meanwhile, Fia, Hank, and Tab noticed a fire in the town square and ran off to investigate. Uh, there, they encountered the West Precinct horror hunters, including Quickblast Cass Calloway, and more importantly, Hank Jr. As they were fighting off two borers. Hank was narrowly able to stop one of the boars from goring his son, but fell mm-hmm. short of reconciling with him um, when <laughs> his son turned down his proposition of working together and walked off. Yeah. While Quick Blast addressed the local citizens and spread a story about the West Precinct horror hunters' bravery, Fia and Hank spoke with Batilda about how the horror attack seemed premeditated. You headed to the lab to confront Stella and snuck in, but watched as she and Zerk walked into the secret room in the middle of the lab, and that's where we are now. Huh. So... Yes, it is. We will start with Henry and Fia. I ended last episode narrating that the door had closed behind them, but theoretically you guys would have a split second to act. So if you guys had any way of getting in undetected in a single turn, I will say that you're within like thirty feet. Um you guys are at Liam's station. Um you're dressed as Liam. You don't know if Liam has credentials to get into this like super secret laboratory. You would assume not.
4: Okay. If you're going to give a, if you you're going to say the door is cracked open, I'm going to look to Mr Henry and say I think you have your own ways of doing this. I'm gonna grab Spoonie from him hey! and then Misty step into there as Liam.
2: Okay. Um, I'll say, Hank, are you gonna wait and see how this goes or are you able to follow in some way?
3: Yeah, no, I'm not gonna wait. She stole my spoon. I summon Shank in just inside, just behind the door and I swap places with Shank. Go what? ahead and
2: uh, are you trying to hide or anything? Yes.
3: Yes. If I can see like the, if I can see just beyond the secret door, I want to summon Shank beyond, like beyond the like sight of somebody in the lab, so okay. I can just bypass yes. like walking through the door.
4: I would like to misty step like behind, uh, some sort of like counter or something because the
2: Liam thing is like the second line of defense. Got it. Okay, guys, go ahead and give me perception checks, and that will determine how easy your stealth checks are.
3: Okay. Nice. Fuck. That's a three on my perception. Okay. A three. Okay.
4: That's going to be a 16 for me.
2: A 16 for you. Okay. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. Okay. Nine.
3: Okay, a nine. my
4: stealth is going to be six. <laughs> hmm. So
3: (laughs) So we're making a ruckus wrestling for the spoon, probably.
4: Mr. Henry, I have a plan, okay?
3: You have something that belongs to me.
2: So, Zerk, um, you and your mom walk into uh, the secret office in the middle of the lab. Uh, Door closes behind you, and you immediately see Henry and Liam, like, starting to duck behind a test tube. Um, And you see Stella yells out and goes, Hey, Henry, what the
3: fuck are you doing in here? Uh, I've been hanging out with Liam. Yeah. Um, this guy's hes a crack up. He really is. <laughs> I slap Liam's back. Z- Zerk believes this. Zerk 100% believes this is happening. Uh, you see Stella
2: walks over and goes, Liam, you have clearance to to be in here? Uh, absolutely, Mrs. Stella. <laughs> Mrs. Stella, what the fuck? Um, Yeah, go ahead and give me a deception check. Uh, I'll say with advantage because it's alter self, so it's a spell and you're not just completely faking it. Um, But it is, you you could tell she's like kind of freaked out that Liam's in here. Well,
4: um, I'm gonna tell you I got a nat one and a five. So that's gonna be a four. (laughs) With advantage, that's a four.
2: You see... uh, she leans in and she looks at you really closely.
4: I smell I stink of cigar smoke. <laughs> Not fish. Oh, no. cigar smoke.
2: Not a trace of fish. <laughs> she sniffs and she goes, "All right, you're good. You don't got all the trinkets that I got, but you're good at magic, this girl. She's good. Uh, She's fucking good." Uh,
4: I drop the spell and I say, "I just wanted to play with the best of them, huh?" And I do a playful elbow.
1: <laughs>
3: Fia, Henry, what what are y'all doing here? Um, well, we... We came to see what the hell's going on in this lab, Zerk.
4: Well, yes, um, Mr. Zerk, uh, there was a fire outside. There oh! There was a fire, and it, we think that maybe... Stella, your employee, has set the fire for, as part of a PR thing.
2: One of my employees set the fire as part of a PR thing. Ha! Huh. Um, Go ahead, guys, and give me insight checks. All of us? Yeah. I
4: just crit, baby. Oh, shit.
3: Okay. I got a 23. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no one wants to hear about my 12, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Fia and Zerk, uh, you see
2: um, she's pretty good at keeping up a good face, um, but you you can tell she kind of recognizes what's going on. She looks, like, worried for, like, a split second, but she's, like, smiling and nodding her head, um, and she goes... Alright, uh, yeah, I don't know, that sounds fucked up. Look, Quick Blast, she's good people, alright? I'm sure, look, what what was going on? There was a fire, did you see her set the fire? Is it possible that she was just near a fire?
1: Um, I kind of, like, look between Fia and Stella, and then, uh, at Henry, just for good measure, I guess. Hey. And then I kind of start, like, pacing the room a little bit, and I say, Ma, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in this town. And now that we're all here, I think you owe us a full, unadulterated explanation. Uh, And as I'm pacing, uh, I want to step towards the door uh, and try and cast Arcane Lock on it.
2: Okay. Uh, Yeah, go ahead and give me a sleight of hand check. I don't think I've ever used sleight of hand, but I have plus eight to it. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Shout out
1: to the two crew. Uh,
2: That's a ten total. Okay. Zerk, you wave your hand over the door. There's a magical lock that appears for a split second over the door. Um, There's like a little sound as it settles. uh, And you see Stella looks up and she looks at you and she goes, so that's how it is, Zerky. An ambush. This isn't an ambush. This is just
1: four people in a room talking things out, okay? We deserve to know what is going on here, okay? And I want to trust you, but... God, it's so hard. And you know what? I should really know better. I should really know better. But I want to trust you.
2: And Turkey, I wanted to trust you. And now two of your fucking friends are in here, and you locked the door behind me.
1: Anything you can say to me, you can say to them. Nobody else is getting in here until we figure this all out, okay?
2: All right, all right. Everybody fucking relax. We're doing science experiments. There's, ju- There's just a lot of shit... We got to learn, okay? You ever see a fucking horror before?
3: There's horrors in here.
2: Ah, I don't know. Fucking skeletons.
3: Okay. hey, that's All right. So you're making them. Where are they going? Where are you sending Where them? Where are
2: they going? I'm not sending them anywhere. Uh, you see, she gestures around. And you guys see this is an impressive fucking room. So, like, you guys have been in this little, like, argument with uh, the four of you. Um, you guys see that this room is set up almost like a small stadium or coliseum. Um, wow,
4: I mean, these oh. big and no, no, the box?
2: no, 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 no! It's small, small, small. I mean, it just it's like descending rows, descending <laughs> right. rows. So like there's a like a little, st- like
1: a puppy bowl stadium.
2: Yeah, like a puppy bowl stadium. Mm. Um, uh, bigger than that, <laughs> somewhere between <laughs> a puppy bowl stadium and like a, a full stadium. dog bowl stadium, <laughs> full dog bowl stadium. I think Jake's got the way of
1: it.
3: Yeah, there you
2: go. Um, you see, there are four levels of descending rows that lead to a device in the middle of the room. You see, along the descending rows are huge test tubes that are definitely big enough to hold you know, large creatures, but you can't see inside them. Uh, They are protected by metal reinforcement. These big metal grates, like ones that you would pull down to protect a building, like when you're closing up for the night. They look like reinforced. Between each of the descending rows, there's like a small purple force field. Uh, And when you look at the bottom, you can see the device itself. It looks like a high-tech phonograph uh, with buttons and a crank on the side. You see there's a horn coming out of it that looks like a force field of magic. It has this metal frame of actual machinery, but the material of the actual horn looks like a sustained spell. And you see uh, Stella backs up. She starts walking down the stairs towards the device. And she goes, all right, look. This is the necrophone. We've been able to recreate the sounds of the bell to awaken horrors. There are horrors in all these tubes behind the reinforced metal. They ain't getting out.
4: Have you made any boars? Borers?
2: Borers, borers. I I don't know. There might be. uh, We make all kinds of animals and weird shit. Go ahead and give me an insight check. Fifteen. She's lying.
4: Okay. Um... I know that you made a border. I know that you know you made a border and, and i am starting to su- i am starting to suspect that you know that a border attacked the uh newspaper place tonight.
3: that's terrible. was anyone injured? My son was almost he was moments away from being a fucking annihilated was you it, it, you it, it,
2: okay okay and uh, that's that's a and that's a tra- tragedy and a that's, very avoidable the, uh, tragedy
3: it looks uh, like
2: okay w- Let's level with each other here, all right?
1: Finally. That's what
3: we're here to do.
2: I I feel like there are some accusations flying around. I'm sorry that something almost happened to your kid, but this is a very controlled thing we got going on in here, all right? Nobody's supposed to get hurt. Loch wants this, okay? This is a Loch Namor idea, not a me idea. Scared people... Open up their wallets, alright? He wants power- Okay,
4: but the idea's man is not- You are the execution of the idea and so therefore your culpability is important in this equation.
3: Yeah, and you don't know what happens after he has the power, right? You're helping him get the power, what kind of- What kind of petty king is he gonna be?
2: Oh, but if that's- What
3: happens after that? What
2: happens after that is he- I'm a made woman! He opens up a million opportunities! Government contracts, weapons, transportation, cures for diseases, everything! For vain industries!
3: And you don't care who gets killed in the process? Gets ki- People like my boy. Boy, he's fighting. Is he dead?
2: <laughs> thank God. Thank God he's not. Hey,
4: look. Can I look at this? Can I see this uh, necrophone? You is can it see. Is it one machine controlling everything?
2: It is one machine in the middle of the room.
4: I'm going to try to cast suggestion on Stella. Okay. And tell <laughs> okay. her to disassemble the necrophone. Okay. <laughs> so she has to do a wisdom save. <laughs> I don't know what her wisdom is.
2: Uh, She got a five. Oh. (laughs) For the next
4: eight hours, she will disassemble.
2: She begins like not even just like unconsciously going over and just messing with it. Just starts like taking off the disassembling the metal frame around the horn um, going and started to like open up the motor and things like that. As she continues talking to you, she's like absent mindedly. It's almost like she's tinkering, (laughs) um, but she's talking and she goes, look, look, hey, hey, Hank. Nothing was supposed to... Nothing's supposed to happen to your boy. That's No more putting him in the line of danger. And that's Quick Blast. Quick Blast is supposed to protect him. That's the whole thing. She's my best... She's my best person, all right? When will it be enough? When when will what be enough?
1: When will it be enough for you, Ma? When will you be satisfied with what you have? Don't you see? More and more people are going to get hurt. You have to find a line. I've said this for years. I don't know why I can't keep learning this lesson. I've learned so much, but every time I talk to you, I forget. There's no saving you. You'll never find the line. I'm done. Uh, Zerk slams a table and then walks over and just starts helping her disassemble the machine.
4: Can I try to sleight of hand, like a couple, like any components that look like, oh, this is an important element, and I would like to take it.
2: Yeah, you see, uh, goes over, starts tinkering with it. Um, You see, uh, she has her head down, and she goes, "Zerky, come on, you don't, you don't mean that. You're not done. You know, you know how it is. It's got uh, your." You're up one day, you're down the next. We, you gotta get up, 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 or else you're gonna fall down, down, down. All right? I gotta be two steps ahead for when I fall a step back. You know what I'm saying?
1: No. Ma, no. Since I left, I've, I've seen that there's there's another way. There's multiple ways. That's, that's what science and tinkering and knowledge are all about, is finding alternate ways to do things, to make things better. You're stuck. I've spent so much time trying to fix things, and you're the one thing that's always broken, and I I just can't anymore. There's other people that need me, okay? So we're going to take these components, and we're going to wait until the twilitium is ready, and then... And then I think it's goodbye for real,
2: okay? She just kind of nods and doesn't have anything to say back. She just keeps her... She She goes to kind of respond, and then kind of thinks better of it. Um... Fia and Zerk, as you guys both kind of look in this machine to see if there's anything special about these particular parts, um, both of you Mm -hmm. guys go ahead and give me insight or investigation checks. 15.
4: 24.
2: Okay. Nice. Um, (laughs) You guys look inside the machine, and I'll say Fia gets a better look at it, and Zerk probably has a little bit more experience looking in, like, these machines, Uh, so you're kind of able to quickly, like, find the important parts, Um, but you're kind of, like, maybe a little absent-mindedly uh, taking things out, and Fia, you look inside the machine, and you see that several parts, the, like, amplifier in particular, look to be different than some of the other parts, just kind of not as high of quality. Um, And and you being kind of inherently magical, you sense that a lot of the parts in here are enchanted by powerful, expensive magics, but these parts seem to be more generic. What does generic mean to Fia? Um, Mm -hmm. Fia, you look at this and you're kind of like, why is this machine bunk or what is up with these pieces? Like something seems wrong, um, and you see okay. Stel-, Stel is just absentmindedly going through it, so she doesn't really notice it.
4: Um, uh, can I hold up one of the generic pieces to her and say, uh, "Where did you find this?"
2: You see, she goes, "I'm oh, so go- curious." Oh, these things were so fucking expensive. We had to send these off to be. Um, you see, she looks at it and she goes, "What the fuck? No, this isn't the fucking amplifier. This is. Uh, you see." Um, She, like, grabs uh, a different piece uh, from you, Zerk, and she looks at it and she goes, no, 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 this is – this this might work for it to get, like, a a mile or something like that, but this isn't going to – you see – You see she looks out uh, at the room around you guys. She, like, gestures around you. Um, You guys saw these, like, purple force fields between each of the rows. Uh, You see she gestures to them, and she goes, we obviously, we don't have a big enough room to test how far this thing can go. So these force fields sort of mimic distance so the closest one uh is within like a uh, normal earshot within a few feet the one behind it uh, is like a uh, hundred feet away and by the end it's like 10 miles up on uh four tiers up there but this stuff th- we needed primo magic parts and this is not what that is if we put this oh. thing together i'd be surprised if we could even get the shit around here i don't
3: i don't know what the fuck this is well i know what it is you you quack so you uh, built, you built this thing. You built this doctor. thing for them to take it away. And they they reassembled it who, outside. Who the, and uh, however,
4: that's what I wanted to say. Who has access to this other than you? Give me a list of the roster.
2: It's just Quick Blast and her crew, okay? It's, it's uh, Quick Blast, uh, Big Rex, Little Rex, and ranch. That's a... You gave the... You gave it to ranch.
3: What? You gave the coach to ranch? Ranch is actually really solid. He's a solid... What was
4: going through your mind when you give access to a secret lab to a bunch of gun-toting, like,
2: wild people?
3: Okay. And And ranch. Okay. (laughs) Ranch? Ranch of all people. Okay. All
2: right. Look. Okay. The way way it was supposed to go, and uh, this is the way it is, and it's fine. Okay? Quick Blast and Ranch, they protect... Edgar Lachnamore make sure he gets the job done. We get good press. Nobody gets hurt. Everything's super nice. Big Rex and Little Rex, they come in here. They take minor horrors, really minor ones, and there's a little th- tunnel thing like that they can put. Like horror br- salamanders? Not that borers. alright? We know! Okay, we know. Thank Okay, for she said it. It. Yeah. She sets it. out of the fucking back. Finally!
4: Right. You know I wanted to fucking cast detect thoughts on you, and I fucking didn't.
1: Don't waste a spell slot, Fiat. Just don't.
2: Okay. Alright, I'm with a spell
4: slot! It felt more invasive than suggestion, if that makes sense. Alright,
2: look. <laughs> You see, she's even as you guys are like going through it, she still has a suggestion on her. So she's still just like disassembling <laughs> things, just like unscrewing things as she goes through it. Um, and she goes, "Look, big Rex and little Rex would have been the last ones in here. They, they they must have just sold the. They must have thought they could sell the parts or something. Look, I haven't tried this. Stella, thing.
4: really, yeah. Mrs. Stella, you yeah. buy this explanation? What else would
2: they be doing with it?
4: They're getting paid to build this same machine in other places." They're recreating this Think
3: the worst possible thing that they could do with it And that's exactly what they're doing with it
4: You gave them the tech and now they replicate it
3: You guys see she's sweating so hard She goes No, but,
4: but,
2: no, 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 no See No one is supposed to get hurt We just Yeah, just.
3: well guess who's on the front line Guess who's the front line horror hunter, huh? Ranch? So you gotta unlock ranch? that door Is it Ranch? Not Ranch It's, it's Ranch This it
4: Stella, may I ask you a quick question? And I, it may hurt your feelings. I'm so sorry if. Yeah, it does. yeah,
2: I can handle it. What do you? Do you
4: own the IP for this invest? For, the, do for this? Do I own the
2: IP? Of course do I do. If you anybody copyrighted this yes if somebody else tries to use it i will sue their pants off all right i will take this to court oh, okay
4: i and- thought the answer was gonna be no, and it was gonna hurt your feelings so okay i guess you will. can
3: i see can i see can i see the copy can i see the yeah can i see your work agreement i your don't have, agreement of I don't your have it in the
2: middle of the lab right here <laughs> and also Wait. i'm unscrewing this thing and i feel like i have to do this <laughs> Forget IP, mom.
1: You do for eight hours (laughs) Are there blueprints or a guide to how to build this machine somewhere?
2: Yeah, of course there are It's It's in my office Zerk
1: rushes out, unlocks the door, and then runs over to
2: Stella's office Uh, You go by these guards that are just outside uh, this lab door. Special boy coming through. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you run right past because you're the one who um, was invited in. So you're fine. They don't give you a second look. Um, And you remember her telling you that the necrophone couldn't, the sound couldn't travel outside of this room. There's a silence spell around the whole thing it's like ultimate mm. soundproofing so these guards out here haven't even heard anybody yelling inside so literally mm. you rush out you close the door behind you uh zerk go ahead and give me an investigate check as you like go through your mom's stuff cool
1: um as soon as i'm out of uh ear and eye shot
2: uh i slam her desk
1: a little bit and uh try and choke back a tear oh and then i look for some hard alcohol on her desk and i swig <laughs> it uh
2: there's def- yeah there's some there's some whiskey right there
1: and then i roll a two
2: Uh, Two. Okay. Um, Uh,
1: Plus investigate is um, six.
2: Okay. Um, Zerk, you look around. uh, You see she can be a little disorganized, um, and you see that there are papers everywhere. You go through it, and you do not see any blueprints here.
4: Can I actually, bonus action, have sent Spoonie to go help um, (laughs) Mr.
2: Zerk with this investigation? Uh, Hey,
3: wait! where are you going? Hey, come here. Oh, fuck.
2: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, go ahead and roll with advantage then. Spoonie? What, what, what do you see? Spoonie starts flapping around on the, uh, just banging around <laughs> on the desk.
3: What do you see, little fella? Everyone leaves me.
1: <laughs> okay, um, I got a six that time, uh, plus four for investigation. That's a
2: 10. Uh, I'm going to use Flash of Genius to add plus four to that. Okay, so 14. Um, mm-hmm. Zerk, you look around um, and you find a folder with some information on the necrophone, like stuff like the patents for it and stuff and some basic information and the blueprints are not in here. God damn it. Oh, they've been stolen.
1: Oh, Elder's balls. I can't believe she did this.
2: Um, And uh, Zerk, go ahead and give me a perception check as you're out here.
1: Okay. Did she mention that there was like a secret tunnel in uh, that silenced room? She did mention that, yeah. Okay. I, I feel like Zerk is remembering that uh, as soon as he leaves the room. Cool. Okay, uh, perception is going to be... Uh, that's a dirty 20.
2: A dirty 20, okay. Um, Zerk, you see that Quick Blast Callaway Calloway um, is storming into the lab, um, and you also see Ranch, Big Rex, and Little Rex. Um, these three, like, cowboys are uh, outside uh, of the lab, like, kind of waiting around, and you see Quick Blast is heading for the um, lab in the center. Or the office in the center?
1: I'm going to cast disguise self okay. on myself. Uh, and make it look like I'm just um, a janitor. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to start
2: uh, mopping and block their path. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a, a deception check. <laughs> <laughs>
1: dirty floors in here.
2: Hey, get the fuck out of the way. (laughs) Sorry, y'all making a heck of a mess with these dusty boots. I need to talk to the goddamn boss. You need to get the fuck out of the way. Well, I need to
1: clean these goddamn floors and I don't appreciate you cussing on my time. (laughs)
2: Uh, That is going to be a 19. Uh, You see, (laughs) she is tricked, (laughs) but uh, grabs you. Go ahead and give me an athletics check. (laughs)
1: That's not great.
2: That's a, that's a four. Okay. Um, You see, she does a shove attack with like four (laughs) arms, like uh, two arms and then uh, two mechanical arms, um, pushes you over. uh, Mercy. And then walks over um, and enters the center room in the lab.
1: No, Um, no, Miss Calloway. Please don't enter that room. I say very loudly within earshot of everyone.
2: Oh, um, but they're in the silenced room. um, But as the door, uh, as the door opens, uh, they hear it uh, as it's coming. Do you guys hide or anything, or what do you guys do?
3: Yeah, I'll hide. I'll hide just so I can get a surprise round.
4: Yeah, I'm running really low on spells, so I definitely (laughs) fucking hide and let Stella keep disassembling this war machine.
2: Hank and Fia, go ahead and give me stealth checks. This will be against her passive perception. She's not looking for you. You see she storms into the room um, and immediately starts yelling at Stella. You see the door closes behind her uh, as a friendly janitor uh, is yelling out there. (laughs) I got a 21. Okay.
4: Uh, Okay,
2: 18 plus one, 19. Okay. So you guys see, um, you guys, as you hear Zerk yell out... Uh, in the office um, door opens. That part does not have like a silence spell on it. Um, it doesn't reseal until the door's closed door closes behind quick blast. Um, um, you guys are able to jump behind some like test tubes nearby. Uh, you see quick blast uh, throws down her, like the like Hunter's cap that she had on and her cloak. Now she's back in her like kind of cowboy gear. Um, and you see, she um, storms down to um, Stella and she goes, what the what the hell are you doing, boss? Uh, and you see, she goes, it, I gotta fix it, all right? D- you you worry about your stuff, I'll worry about my stuff. What's going on? Um, and you see Quick Blast goes, I'll tell you what's going on. Zerk's little friends almost <laughs> fucked everything up. We're supposed to look like the heroes here, but they're running around playing vigilante. They know something's up. And you see Stella goes, yeah, they know something's up. Uh, look, Cass, did you take anything from this machine hank and fia go ahead and give me insight checks 19 30 20 um Ooh. you guys watch as quick blast answers and she answers lightning quick looking stella right in the eyes and she goes no what the fuck am i gonna do with stuff that's in your weird fucking machine um and you get the sense that she's telling the truth
4: Okay, Quick Blast has been absolved. But what about Little Rex and um, Little Ranch and whatnot?
2: (laughs) You said it was Big Rex and Little Rex. Is Ranch there? Little Rex and Ranch. Yeah, you see them all outside. They're kind of just like piddling Uh, around, like waiting for their boss.
1: Can I try and enter the room? Or is the door closed?
2: Uh, The door is closed, but uh, if you're not the janitor, you could get back in a Zerk, (laughs) certainly. (laughs)
1: Um, I'm going to drop the disguise and try and get back into the room so that I can see what's going on.
2: You drop the disguise. Uh, You were allowed in there before. Uh, You see these two guards um, move, uh, open up the door. Um, Door closes behind you. And you see Cass goes, oh, there he is, the fucking man of the hour. Your friends were a huge help tonight, Zerk. Yeah, they're very helpful people. Yeah. That's kind of what they do. Yeah, they fucking are. No, it was great. I just had to talk to the fucking media for a fucking while and make up a fucking wild story about why Edgar Locknamore was so fucking great, even though he just about pissed himself when the boar showed up.
3: I almost stand up. Sophia
2: can grab me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I shove Mr. Henry down. I said, like, this is not your fight.
2: This is not the fight. Just talk uh, about my boy. Um, You see Stella goes, all right. Lay off the kid. Look, we got big problems here, Cass. Somebody is fucking stealing from the lab. And you see Cass goes, Well, sure as fuck ain't any of my guys. They fucking listen to what I tell them to do. Ain't nobody stealing from
3: this. This money's too fucking sweet. Why the fuck would anybody steal from you? I stand up. There's no reason to hide from Quick Blast anymore. You take my son's name out of your mouth, all right? Well, who, where did you come from? I was, I was behind the desk. I dropped something. It was a tiny little animated spoon, but that's not important.
2: (laughs)
4: All right. (laughs) It's not your spoon.
3: (laughs) It's, It's
2: all of our spoon. I too like the spoon. Stella is disassembling everything and she's like, Look, they fucking know, all right? They know everything, all right? It's... The the fucking jig is up. Things are bad. Somebody's stealing shit, okay? Somebody stole shit from the necrophone. We're in deep shit.
3: It's not gonna be two borers at a time now, okay? You're absolutely fucked. This town is gonna be overrun by horrors if we don't find where this thing is and who took
4: it. You must realize, Quick Blast, that you're being set up to be a sacrificial lamb. You and your entire legion are going to be sacrificed to make this horror problem look even more dire.
3: Yeah, my son's gonna die next to Ranch.
4: (laughs) (laughs) This is about your self-interest, if nothing else will appeal to you.
2: Alright, yeah, so I'll get the... Alright, it's time to move on. It's time to get out of town. That's... Thanks for the heads up.
3: No, not just no. get out of town. Ah. You, okay. The money's too sweet, right? You you I like see. the job? You like working for Vervain, don't you? Help us! All right. Help us find I, this necrophone. The
2: only people who were in this fucking lab were just me and Ranch and the Rexes. All right, we'll bring them in. We're gonna question them too. All right, I'll fucking bring go them get them. In. Bring all right, me. all
0: right.
5: Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody.
3: You guys want to take bets on who it is? I think it's Ranch. <laughs>
5: I'm leaning Ranch for sure.
2: Yeah, um, me too. And you guys see, um, after a little bit, Quick Blast comes back in with just ranch. What do you want with me? What do you want with ranch? Uh, where are the rexes? Uh, you see, Quick Blast goes, as soon as I came out and said, you guys want to talk to them, but they fucking took off.
4: Wow, I do not need to use a spell to know that's guilty behavior. Yep.
2: ring-a-ding-ding, all right.
3: Uh, we got to take off. We got to yeah, go find take these rexes. Yeah,
4: let's go, let's go follow uh,
1: them. Can we... Uh, try and grab as much from the necrophone as we can just to like make sure that it is inoperable
2: yeah uh, you guys uh, grab a few key parts of the um, necrophone um, and start rushing out you brush past uh, quick blast and ranch um, and uh, Stella uh, yells out after you sounding like sheepish goes "Eh, be careful out there Zerky (laughs)
1: Zerk pauses for a second and then takes the top hat that she gave him Throws it on the ground, looks at her for a second, and then keeps running.
2: You guys exit the lab um, and you immediately see in the distance, you see Big Rex and Little Rex running off in separate directions. You see that they have split up. Big Rex oh boy. is the shorter one. Hilarious, I know. Um, is this stocky <laughs> dude? Why is it funny? <laughs> stocky dude with like stringy <laughs> hair under a flop hat and Little Rex uh, is a tall skinny woman with similar hair, um, similar looking outfit. You see he's running down near the docks near the water and she's going off into a small patch of woods in the opposite direction, and you actually see that Batilda and Tab uh, look like they're in pursuit of her, like they're in pursuit of uh, Little Rex. Um, You see Tab Mm -hmm. is a bit slower. Uh, You see she's got her bow out. She may have just already taken a shot, but Batilda um, is going after uh, the one girl, um, and the guy is getting away
3: down the docks.
4: Okay, Batilda is the smartest person I know, so I will follow her.
3: Okay, uh, and we don't want to let this uh, little dude get away, so we're going to follow him.
1: Yeah, I'm very confused about why their nickname is Big. I want to follow up about that. I have a lot of questions. (laughs) We'll ask him at the docks. Come on,
2: Henry. Sophia takes (laughs) off, uh, kind of uh, blows past Tab because she's a little slow. She's got her bow out, um, joins Batilda, starts chasing off little Rex um, into the forest here. Hank and Zerk, you guys take off after Big Rex, uh, who's rushing down to the docks. This is away from the kind of houseboats and stuff like where batilda's houseboat is this is more near like stella's weapons factory so there's not much mm. stuff around mm-hmm. um more
3: industrial dock more yeah. industrial
2: dock um not a lot of a lot people of runoff around. and pollutants in the water um as you guys are running <laughs> off um you had seen that it had started to rain outside um the rain starts beating down harder um you feel the water pounding down um as you chase big wrecks to the water's edge You see he um, rushes up. You guys are a little bit faster than him, so you're gaining on him. You see he sees a small dinghy, um, but sees that you guys are, like, on his tail, kind of decides better of it, like he doesn't have time to get away, and just kind of throws his hands up and turns around and goes, All right, all right, you got me.
3: Okay, Uh, that seems too easy. Uh, Yeah, I thought we were gonna... Drop your weapons. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, drop (laughs) them. Yeah, I look at Henry. Drop the weapons, right? (laughs) Right, let's... Yeah. Drop him, buddy. You see he throws down his rifle. All right. Reaches
2: uh, into his pockets.
3: No funny business.
2: It's not any funny business. I'm just, I know what you're here for. You're looking for this, right? You see he pulls out an enchanted mechanical part, clearly, like, from the necrophone.
3: Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. Hand the, Hand that mm-hmm. over. Toss it. Toss it right here. Well, don't toss it. I wouldn't toss it. Okay, it put just, it on, okay, the, ground put and it on that, the ground, and you yeah. go sit in the dinghy, all right?
2: <laughs> oh, actually, I can't, I can't do that. There's a woman who needs this. She says people aren't worshiping the Reaper the way they used to, and that we have to convert the masses, if not by faith, then by force. Um, you huh? see the illusion huh? breaks, well, and oh, Rex no. transforms into Moxora, oh. sorceress with silver pauldrons, a black robe, and a scale chain down her neck. Mm. Her eyes glow white, Gosh. Um, and she immediately casts a spell, reaching into the ground and pulling out dozens of spectral hands that shoot out and grab around your necks. Um, guys, go ahead and give me constitution saving throws. Okay. Uh, 16. 18. Uh, that is two fails. Okay. A flashy Great. genius on Henry. And uh, What does that bring it to? Ooh.
3: Um, that's a plus four. So thirty twenty. That is still a fail.
2: Oh my what! God. Oh. I should use it on myself. Fuck. She's
3: strong.
2: Uh. You guys feel these spectral hands wrap around <sighs> your throats um, and begin <sighs> to choke you and hold you guys up. You guys both take forty-seven damage um, <laughs> and are restrained. How much? Forty-seven. Forty-seven damage. 47? Forty-seven damage as you're being held Yikes. still. Forty-seven damage. Forty-seven oh my damage.
0: God, that's literally more hit points than I have.
2: That is.
1: That's Not most of great.
2: mine. Uh, as you as you struggle, as these spectral hands wrap around your neck, um, you see she walks up to you guys as you're restrained and goes. Finally, we meet face to face. I didn't think fate would bring us together this soon. What do you What do you know about us? I know quite a bit about you. I've been tracking your progress ever since Petty Jack reported back to me after your run in in Thornkirk. Um, and you guys remember Petty Jack was the criminal contact that was helping Moxora uh, get bounty hunters to fight the blades, to uh, track them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, Luckily for you, neither of you have what I need. You're just bargaining chips, and I won't throw those away unless we fail to make a deal. As long as your friends, perhaps Batilda the Blade Witch, perhaps her pupil, are cooperative, you might survive long enough to see the coming conversion. Uh, you see she rotates the magical piece of machinery in her hand, um, and then makes it disappear.
3: We're, n- we're not bargaining chips. We're, n- we're not going to be used to make your fucked up deal.
2: Well, that's not entirely up to you, is it? We'll see what my cohort can get out of the others. Um, after Moxora, Henry, that is your turn. You are um, restrained. I'm restrained. Uh, okay.
3: Well, I I summon Shank uh, nearby. Okay. Uh, Fifteen feet away, and I uh, swap places with him. Um, Henry. Oh no, I can't do it all on my turn. I don't think
2: you. And you also need. You need 15 feet of movement to be able to swap places with shank. You are not immune to being restrained. I double-checked
3: that because it seemed kind of ridiculous. (gasps) Oh, 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 brutal. At least I got away with it once. He read the rules.
2: He read the rules. Henry, at the end of your turn, go ahead and give me another constitution saving throw as you try to get out. That's not going to do it at all. That's a 14. Okay, 14. You do not get out. And Hank, you take another five damage as you feel uh, the spectral hand uh, choke you again. You feel the bones Uh. in your neck cracking. Uh. We are going to cut over to... Henry! Henry! Fia and Vatilda chase Little Rex uh, into the woods here. Uh, You see she's a tall, gangly woman um, with a a flop hat on. Um, But you see as soon as you get into the woods, she stays facing away from you. Um, And you see Batilda pulls her sword out and holds her hand up to Euphia. As you see, Little Rex suddenly transforms into the Prophet Kane. Uh, You see this hunter uh, turns around about the same height, but much stockier. Uh, This hunter in a black cloak and flop hat, bandages all over his face long scythe in his hands, tips his hat, and he goes, Batilda the Blade Witch. Turns to you, Fia, and to your little pupil. Watch this, girl. Maybe you'll learn something. See, he spins a scythe, gets into fighting position. You see Batilda looks kind of nervous.
4: Batilda, Batilda, we should focus on Uh, stopping him rather than trying to fight him.
2: You see she pulls her, she's got like an extra silver sword besides just uh, the crescent moon blade that you have. Um, You see that she walks in a defensive position, uh, sort of trying to make distance between you two uh, to like flank him. Um, And you hear a message in your head go, that's right, girl. Very smart. We should try to just get away. I've beaten him before, just barely. But he's different now, more powerful.
4: Tell Tabitha as well.
2: Um, you see um, Tabitha in the bushes nearby, pulling a bow out.
4: Oh, good, um, she's
2: safe. Yeah, she seems safe, but uh, as safe as you can be in front of a dude who looks like the Reaper himself. He's got this giant <laughs> scythe, swings it around. Um, you see... As he spins it, it almost looks like you can see into the Plane of Exodus. You see, like, lost souls um, in his scythe as he spins it around.
5: Good lord.
2: You see, as you guys start to get into position, as Batilda starts to go to the one side, you see Cain is backing up, making sure you don't get the jump on him. And you hear Batilda, eyes on Cain, looking ready to fight, But uh, you hear her send a message to you, Fia, and she goes, just in case I don't get to do this later, I want you to know I didn't take you in because I saw you as a protege. I brought you in because I liked you and I grew to love you. And I wanted to say that. I saw what happened with Henry and his son and things are too short.
4: thank you, Batilda. I... I guess I'm saying this in my head, but I didn't know how much I wanted to hear that. And of course I love you too, but I think I've thrown those words around very liberally with you already.
2: <laughs> it's 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 good to be liberal with those words, girl. You see uh, the moonlight shining on her silver blade as she walks around the other side of Cain. I know that because of my duty that there wasn't a world where I was going to be around the train car all the time, but... If I could go back and change one thing, I would have told you that I didn't want to leave.
4: I am without words. I I always thought maybe maybe I was a nuisance.
2: You see, um, in real life, she shakes her head, um, and she goes, All right, little Fang. Now let's put the blade to this guy and get the fuck out of here.
4: <laughs> out yeah. loud, I say, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sweet. Via... Um, you are first. Okay. Kane uh, did not roll great on his initiative. So you see you see, for as cool as he's kind of acting, this is almost a little bit of like a Darth Vader fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi thing with Batilda. He knows he's more powerful at this point, but he's still like a little scared of it.
4: Okay. I will prey on every last thread of his fear and I will make him unravel like a scared little sweater. And I'm going to, since I am so low on spells, I'm going to try an ability I just got that I have not used yet called Momentary Stasis. He will do a constitution saving throw or be
2: incapacitated and have a
4: speed of zero. Holy fuck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. You see uh, he's going to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, That's a 15. What is your... My thing is 15. So he beats it.
4: Oof. So, I'm going to fucking chronal shift.
2: Yes! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes! Uh, so Fia, I'm
4: devil, drag this fucker down to time <laughs> hell!
2: Uh, Fia, you hold your hands out. There's like these spectral chains that whip around him. Um, he bursts out of them, um, but then they wrap around again for a second chance. He will make another roll. 14 that time.
1: Yeah, bitch! Yes! Give him the horns, (laughs) time devil.
2: You see, they completely wrap around him. Um, And what is the effect?
4: Momentary stasis, as an action, you can magically force a larger, smaller creature you can see within 60 feet of you to make a constitution saving throw. Unless the saving throw is a success, the creature is encased in a field of magical energy until the end of your next turn or until the creature takes any damage. While encased this way, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero.
1: Absolutely sick. Bravo.
2: Just come on. <laughs> a quick see, round. A quick my round. My guy course. who was supposed to fucking ambush you is wrapped in chains. And he goes, Is this how you have to fight me, Batilda? With your little pupil fucking trying to lasso me?
4: Um, I would say that you are the pupil learning a lesson right now, bad
3: boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> she didn't try to lasso you,
3: she just did it. <laughs> I want to be in that fight.
2: (laughs) Yeah, things are so much worse for us. You see, there is a chain wrapped around this dude. Um, That is, uh, Do you want to take your movement or do anything with it?
4: Yeah, and then I'm going to be like, Batild, Tab out.
2: Uh, you see, Patilda goes, yep, that's about enough for now, little fang. Um, you see, uh, spins her sword around, puts it in the scabbard, uh, takes her hat off, and kind of bows to Kane and goes, sorry, we couldn't have a round two. Congratulations on the new trick you learned, turning into fucking other people and trying to trick us in the woods. Uh, but my protege seems to have gotten the jump on you, so I think even after you eventually kill me, which, let's face it, you might, um, people will still exist, Two can kick your ass. That just kind of seems like what's going to happen now. Um, and uh yeah, you see, um Batilda is going to uh take a dash action on her turn and fucking start bolting back towards the lab. Tab is after Batilda, she starts bolting. Um, Fia, are you running 30 feet away?
4: Yeah, I am.
2: Sweet. Um, Fia, you run 30 feet away. That is Kane's turn. Kane just struggles uh, in the back with the chains around him um, and uh, you're closest to him. uh, And you hear him uh, sending a message to you. Uh, It sounds almost as if he's right over your shoulder and you (sighs) hear, I'm not gonna forget about this girl.
4: I hope you didn't. I said it was a lesson. You don't want to unlearn your lessons, do
2: you? Oh, only lesson I ever learned is not to trust Batilda the Blade Witch, all right? And why is that? She didn't tell anybody about this little situation, that all we needed to do was hand over one girl.
4: And how are you so sure that when you hand over this little girl, that will be the last demand of this tyrant?
2: You hear a little laugh and he goes, he's got the keys to reverie. Ain't like we got a fucking choice. Um, and you're running and you get out of range. Um, And you see uh, Batilda uh, and Tab are both running ahead. Um, Zerk, that is your turn.
1: Okay. Henry and I are both being choked to death. Um, I'm (laughs) slowly losing consciousness. I look to Henry and I manage to shimmy out one hand with a potion in it. And I say, your son seems like a good kid. Uh, and I pour a second level cure wounds into his mouth.
3: I zerk. I'm I'm looking okay. If you're if you're close to death's door, you know you can chug this potion. Don't don't think twice about it. No, zerk's in a weird place. Zerk needs to help someone else. And Henry doesn't feel like he deserves to be helped. So he's a good guy. So that's six plus my spellcasting modifiers. So that's ten plus an extra. That's fourteen
2: points of healing. Wow. Uh, Hank. Uh, You're healed back up for 14. Um, You guys feel these spectral hands around you, more and more of them. Uh, She seems to be concentrating it. She's holding her hands up, eyes glowing white. Zerk, at the end of your turn, go ahead and give me another constitution saving throw to try to kick out of it.
3: Okay. Come on, Zerk.
2: That's a 22. Come on. (laughs) It's got to do it. 22 is going to do it. Yes! Ah! That is exactly what you needed to hit, Zerk. Um, you see, as you um, pour this potion in Hank's mouth, you see uh, Spritle, uh kind of whips around you. There's this little bit of trickster magic that gives you like a little bit of room um, between the hands and your neck. You're able to jam your hands in there and sort of wiggle out. Um, you get out um, and you are free.
1: Yeah, uh, I look at Henry and say, Good luck.
3: Uh, Sprintle <laughs> and I uh, book it back towards the lab. Yeah. Uh, Henry was about to yell, run. And then he's like, oh, okay. He did.
4: Leave, leave him Spoony, at least.
1: <laughs> I load Spoonie into my gun and shoot him back at Hank. No,
3: no, take him with you. Run, you you sweet little spoon. Go on, get.
2: Hank, you see uh, as Zerk begins to um, run away, has just given you this potion, has just um, uh, thrown you Spoonie. Um, starts running away 30 feet Um, you see as she holds you up with the um, spectral hand still choking you she goes you're more used to me alive than you are dead but if you insist Um, and you see she's going to cast circle of death on zerk Um, you see a ball of negative energy rippling uh, through the air as it flies at zerk zerk go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw
3: Okay. Wow. I try to regurgitate some of my healing potion to uh, <laughs> spit back in your mouth. That is going to be a 10.
1: Okay. Um, I don't even think it's worth using Flash of Genius.
2: Uh, Zerk, you are hit in the back by this negative energy for 32 damage. Zerk's down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Hank, you see Zerk drops down. Uh, that is Moxora's turn on... Moxora's turn. She is going to teleport over to where Zerk is, grab him by the collar, and hoist him up. Hank, that is your turn.
3: Um, uh, hey, you put him down. I'm gonna try to get out of the grapple. Okay. Come on.
4: I think you can use Spoonie for a help action. I think
2: can
3: Spoonie I?
4: is there to give you a help yeah, action. Yeah,
3: Spoonie does the same thing that Spritel did. Great, because uh, I did roll a two. Shout out to the two crew. <laughs> and then a four. Uh, uh, four. Shout okay. out to this. Um, you stay uh, being
2: choked. You take another four damage um, as you feel the spectral grip tighten around your neck. Mm. That is Fia's turn. Uh, okay. Uh, Fia, do you have any way to move quite fast? Because I'm going to say this is about like two full dash actions of distance.
4: Oh dear.
2: I'm going to say like 200 feet. Oh no. But
4: deal that. Do you have like a uh, enchanted <laughs> broom. That seems kind of like your aesthetic. I, I think used I to remember.
2: have one a long time ago. Do
4: you remember yes. that little fang? Yes, yes I don't have I it.
2: Do, I, I do have, I don't have it anymore, but I do have misty <laughs> steps so I can get a little farther.
4: Okay, I have no spell slots for Misty Step unless I want to waste a fourth level.
2: You act—you ag- guys actually don't know what's going on with Zerk and Hank, so you don't know it's that dire.
4: Right, I know, mm. but I'm saying we still would be wanting to get to them. But Yeah, you um, guys
2: know something's up, certainly.
4: But I think, okay, if we don't know that, if we know something is up, we, we can assume this is Kane. It's probably Maxora. Yeah. But I maybe don't know it's as dire as it is. So I mm-hmm. think I just say, Batilde, get into range. And I take a dash action because I am not within range to do anything.
2: Sweet. Um, Fia... Because if you, I... Yeah. Fia, I you move 60 feet. On Batilde's turn, um, she moves... 90 feet. She will get there next turn. Uh, Hank, as you're being held up by the spectral arm, you see Batilda in the distance coming towards you. Um, I'm going to say Tab. We're
3: over here. Uh, I'm going to say Tab (laughs) is going
2: to take a 60-foot dash action. Technically, she could take a shot from far range, but I'm going to say realistically, she doesn't totally have the lay of the land. So she's just running up. Yeah, that makes Um, sense. uh, But Batilda is the closest (laughs) right now. Um, That is Kane's turn oh uh, at the end of your turn, Fia oh, he breaks hockey. loose of this thing um, and he is going to run 60 feet um, you feel him rushing behind you Fia uh, but 30 feet behind because you had an extra turn. that is Zerk's turn. Uh, Zerk go ahead and give me a death saving throw
5: no.
1: That's a natural one, y'all. It's
3: a
5: natural Good one. Good
3: fucking... That is... Christ Christ. Oh, yep. my Chu. goodness.
4: She's going to take you.
2: Death saving fails. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. After Zerk's turn, that is Moxora. Um, you see Moxora has Zerk held up.
3: Hey, you said You said he's more useful alive, right? So do something.
2: Uh, you see, she looks at you, and she smiles, and she goes, Why, what do you suggest? You're traveling with Batilda the Blade Witch. Would you hand her over? Really, all I need is the location of one girl,
3: and he can live. Hey, Batilda doesn't even know w- w- uh, some
2: random girl. What are you talking about? Um, go ahead and give me a deception check.
5: <laughs> Fucking four! Oh, Stop no! rolling fours!
2: She turns her head and smiles and goes, "You know about Serenesis,
3: do you?" Sarah, who now, mm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love lying after you already failed de- deception. <laughs> I'm
3: Real
2: not gonna smoothing. give it up. Uh, You see uh, Zerk choking. Uh, she does nothing to help him. Uh, flicks her wrist. Uh, there's a. Charge of negative energy in her hand uh, and she readies an action. Hank, that is your turn. Do you know where she is?
3: I don't even know who you're talking about. I couldn't even say the name that you said again. it was like psora- Holds the hand dangerously <laughs> close to Zerk's face. Um, can I just can I try can I try to escape the, the grapple? Go ahead and try to escape the grapple. Do I have
5: spoonie self still? Yeah, he's not a Spoonie's <laughs> self. I rolled another four. Oh boy. I oh. Another. You know what? I'm gonna roll the I'm gonna roll the dice. Four that doors and four death again. is behind all of it them. We can't roll another four.
3: That would be insane. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it rolled a one. So you stay grappled. Okay. Do it, so Why you, is this
1: happening to us? You what take the fuck? you take another four damage
2: as it chokes you. And she goes, All of this for one person. Yeah, that seems bizarre. I don't I have no idea. One life. Well, this is one life, holds up Zerk. Is it not? One life for one life.
3: That's, it's not a trade that I'm at liberty to make. After Hank, that is Fia's turn.
4: Um. Okay, so what I want to do is like, I can't get into range, but Bukvar can fly 120 feet and then be within... Range, so I can, if I were able to cast a healing word through Bookvar on Mr. Zerg.
2: Oh. Mm. Okay. But I don't
4: know if the language, I don't know enough about... I think
2: normally with familiars, it's touch, but I will say, Fia, you close your eyes um, and you use your connection with Bookvar. This is a very extreme situation. You enchant him with some magic. You hear Bookvar go... Miss, I will get to them as quickly as possible. I will help them.
4: Okay, Bukvar, be careful. You're very dear to me.
2: Hey, you're, you're my best friend, miss.
4: You're my best friend. I've been with you longer than anyone else.
2: Um, You see... Um, you're
4: really all I know.
2: Bukvar um, uh, flaps off. Uh, I'm going to say... Normally, the way the spell works is that it's only touch, but I will let you cast Healing Word if you can succeed on an Arcana check.
4: Okay. Can I add my Vidalkin D4?
2: Can you add your your Vidalkin D4? Yes.
4: 19 on the dice, bitch. Yes. Which that's a plus seven to the Arcana and then only a one on the D4.
3: That's really nice. I'll take it. 27. that's 27. a good That's a great we roll. We needed that. Thank you. We you really know, one it. fucking
1: good ah. roll, huh? Just one fucking good roll. Is that so much to
3: ask? Ah. 27 on the dice. I haven't rolled above a four in what feels like an eternity.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, real, I rolled real good
2: when I was telling off my mom. That was fun. <laughs> um, as um, the rest of the party um, is rushing towards you guys, trying to get to you, you guys see Bookfar flaps out of the forest above everyone, you see, um, opens up a picture book, um, and it's a picture of Fia casting a healing oh. word.
4: Oh. I remember that day. That's the first time that I cast healing word, and I did it on Bookfar, even though he wasn't even hurt.
2: <laughs> uh, cast healing word on Zerk.
4: Okay, cool. So I'm going to do a fourth level healing word on Shit,
2: him. okay. Fourth level, wow. My
4: friends, that's two fours and two threes. Okay, so that's only 14 plus three, but okay. 17 hit points. 17 hit Zirky! points is incredible.
2: Uh, it's it's Zirk, a long
3: way from two deaths. Zerk,
2: you are suddenly <gasps> in the sorceress's <gasps> clutches uh, and you suddenly <gasps> pop back to life.
1: Uh, I think like, as I wake up, I just start screaming and I point my gun right at her head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you see, uh, she had uh, her ready to action you oh, cool. see, um, tosses you aside. Uh, you crash on the ground. You see she looks up at Bookfar and smiles and goes, I'd recognize that magic anywhere. Um, And you see she um whips her hands around and shoots a circle of death up at uh, Bookfar. Fia, go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw.
4: That's a six minus one.
2: You see Bookfar is shot out of the air um, and you see the book uh, deanimates and flaps around, uh, spinning through the air uh, and then crashes in the grass Uh below. No, you went out a hero. Uh, You see on the next initiative, that's Batilda's turn. Um, Batilda rushes in, Misty steps. I was wondering when I was going to get a crack at you um, and is going to take some shots at... Maxora, um, you see Moxora, surprisingly dexterous um, moves out of the way of the first blade, just like does a shoulder lean back. Does a shoulder lean back, moving out of the second one. Um, but you see, Batilda does strike true um, and slashes um, with a like ma-
4: apocryphal
0: with
2: a like magical <laughs> smite uh, on the last one. You see like a burst of arcane magic uh, as she does seventeen damage to Moxora. Oh, at says. the end of Batilda's turn. Um. You see, uh, she smiles at Batilda and goes, "Batilda, there was a time when capturing you might have meant something, but I've got all I need right here." Um. You see, she whoosh, teleports, um, over to Bookfar and picks him up. What? That is Kane's turn. Um. You see, behind you, um, Kane looks out. Sees Moxora holding um, Bookvar.
4: Oh, they can fucking scry an arena with oh, this. Oh, no.
2: Kane smiles as he sees Moxora holding the book. Reaper divine magic in his scythe as he rips a planar rift. And you see he walks through and whoosh, disappears. Kane is gone.
4: Right before it seals back up, I whisper, coward. <laughs>
2: Uh, Zerk, that is your turn.
1: I think Zerk uh, just quickly um, slaps a uh, a healing word uh, nicotine patch on his arm um, to just try and like bolster himself a little bit
2: uh, and just angrily fires at Moxora. Uh, sweet. Go ahead and make an attack roll. 16. Uh, 16 does not hit. Uh, you see she, sure. uh, at the very last second, uh, the speed of a bullet is no match for her. She just moves her head slightly. <sighs> After Zerk, that is Tab. Tab is just going to take some shots, um, try to hit her hands where, like, Bookfar is. Misses both shots. You see Moxora whoosh, whoosh, dodges with her head. On Moxora's turn, flicks her wrist once again. You see handful of negative energy. You see she opens up the book, um, and it animates again. She's able to turn it into Bookfar, uh, you see like uh the little eyes and you feel him uh come back, Fia? Miss Bookvar? Miss How did
4: you make Bukvar?
2: You see she reaches in and begins pulling out <gasps> a magical projection of a humanoid boy. Uh mm-hmm. you've had Bukvar since you were a child. He was always like a little brother to you, and
4: Yes, he was, was me, Rina Bukvar.
2: You see him as as, like, your little brother. You see the spectral image of a bookish boy with little tusks and pince nez glasses is dragged from the book, from like the collar, uh, as she pulls him out. Um, and he goes, Miss, Miss,
4: help, Miss! Uh, I-, I don't have your book for her. Don't worry. I- I'm-, I'm here, Vera. It's always you and Miss! me. It's always you and me.
2: You see, Moxora <laughs> teleports away and is gone. No. And via you. You feel like you don't know how to summon Bookfar. You've, you've forgotten how to do it. You've lost but your he, connection to Bookvar.
4: But Eild, what's happening? I'm trying to bring him back. It's like he's gone. What is happening? I uh, guess I will claw at the ground where he was.
2: Hank, you um, uh, the spectral hand that was around your neck disappears. Um, you have <laughs> Got out of that, finally. <laughs> crash to the ground. You're no match for me. Um, hey, not now uh, you fall and crash to the ground Um. Zerk you're super fucked up Fia you and Batilda rush over you see Bookfar is this deanimated book that has like a burn mark on it
4: what did she do how could she bring him Irina brought him I made him how did she do this where is he where did she take him to why is this not working this always is working and it's never not worked before
1: it's okay we're
2: We're going to find him. We're going to find him. It's okay. I've always suspected that Bookvar was something special, more than just a regular familiar. I don't know how Moxora was able to sense it, but perhaps she was just powerful enough. She seems to have been able to exorcise him from the book.
4: Patil, this is all my fault. I said to myself, someday I'm going to learn the spell to disguise his magical aura because I know that he stinks of arena's magic, and I never did it. I was so busy, I just had other things to learn. I didn't have time to do it. This is all my fault. No. And now I can never bring him back? Is that what is going to happen now?
3: It's not your fault. We are going to bring him back. We're going to help you bring him back. We're not going to rest until we we get him back. All right? Yeah. He's one of us. He's
1: a third mate. We gotta stick together. I think I know where their ultimate goal is. They've, they've gotta be trying to go to Zalbaldar as well. But I, yeah. I worry about what'll happen to them if we get there too late, so we have to hurry.
4: But you, this teleportation magic, where do we find it? We have to get there sooner. I simply can't sit around waiting for this Twilirium. I have tried so hard to be a good girl and wait for this to happen, but it is nonsense that we are sitting here waiting for this so long. Um,
2: you see Batilda pulls you in for a hug, Fia, um, and goes... It's all right, Little Fang. They need him to find Arena. He's safe as long as she's safe. I don't mm-hmm. think she would harm Pukfar, considering. Uh, she gestures to Zerk and Henry, who look way worse for the wear for their encounter with Moxora.
3: She didn't kill these two. She thought about it really hard. She could have done it very easily, that's for sure. Yeah.
4: Mathilde, why do you. A little bit of my logic is being shaken by this. How many lives are traded for one person? My resolve is... weakening. I don't mean to be simple-minded, but I... uh, I just feel like they are asking me to trade everyone I love for one other person I love. I don't understand this mathematics.
2: She nods, and she goes... If we're thinking about this purely logically, Little Fang, then people like Cain are right to fight for the side that they fight for. But we're not talking about pure logic here. We're talking about right and wrong. There is a God who wants us to serve up a life, an innocent life. I know. And after that, after that, what happens? Does he stop? I don't think he does. I think it's... um, What happens once he has the power of the trickster as well?
4: And what about you, Mr. Henry and Mr. Zerk? I feel selfish because...
3: We're all wrapped up in this. No one ever asks for just one thing. The Reaper's gonna keep on... Keep on asking; it'll keep on getting powerful people to do his bidding, and it has to end.
1: The line will always move forward, farther and farther towards tragedy. We can't follow
3: these rules; we have to make our own. We have to challenge them. Yeah, Bookvar's gone. Henry Jr. He's he's in danger. Zork, your mom's wrapped up in this. We're we're all we're all fighting for the same purpose here.
4: So you do not think I am being a foolish child who selfishly wants her childhood best friend back and is trading lives
3: for this? I want to see the world through eyes like yours. I think
2: it would be selfish to give in to these demands.
4: You're right, because the questioning of my resolve comes from losing Bukvar and feeling like I would do anything to get him back. So that is the true selfishness.
1: I think that getting Arena back is our first step. I think if we can talk to her, maybe that's the way that we begin to change this world. But without her, everything's lost.
4: She's very powerful. I sometimes wonder. I mean, you see what she did with Pogfar. And here he is, like an actual little boy.
1: Yeah, just...
4: What could that kind of magic do if it were not running from something
1: just watching moxora and the way that she wielded life and death but then seeing something even more pure than life come out of bookvart there's a power we have to understand and i think the only way to do it is by finding arena
2: zerk going back to what you were kind of saying before about how the line is always moving it's the same logic as what's going on with your mom it's like do you think this is ever going to stop
1: no it'll never be enough yeah. Mm.
4: I really loudly unclog my cherry liqueur flask <laughs> but I hand it out for other people to drink first because <laughs> I don't want to drink alone.
3: I take I take I very quickly take a sip but I remember myself and take and make sure that it's a little bit smaller so Sophia can take a really <laughs> long pull.
5: <laughs>
4: Oh, it's actually an enchanted, ever-filling flask, so (laughs) it actually can't be (laughs) empty.
3: All right, and uh, yeah, then I guzzle it for five seconds. (laughs) Dig deep, buddy, dig deep.
2: Um, You actually see Tab walks up, and she takes a drink as well, and she goes, Oh, I've been kind of being a bit quiet, uh, because I feel like it's not really my place, considering all the strange (gasps) things that have been happening.
4: No, I'm sorry Um, I did not talk to you about this.
2: All I wanted to say is... All my time in Indoterra, terra I've never seen the Reaper. An entire place that... Is supposedly filled with, um... What you might call horrors. And I've never seen him. It's always... It's always people talking, trying to make people scared. And there's a lot of magical things going on, so I'm not saying... That the Reaper doesn't exist. But I'm sighing. I don't know about all this.
1: Sometimes I wonder if... The gods or the people... Professing to be gods are just... People that con their way into more power than anyone's ever had.
4: Batilde, have you met the trickster?
2: Shakes her head. She goes... The, the trickster has, has never asked for... Has never asked to be worshipped. She just created magic and the fairies and you see Tab goes Nindutera there were a lot of people that were scared by the things that Moxora was saying when she came there she comes here people are scared again I think that
1: seeing Tab and seeing the things in my mom's lab it's helped me to realize that Magic like everything else is just a system. And systems can be dismantled as easily as you can break apart a machine.
2: And Fia, Fia, go ahead and give me an insight check. Oh. 19. Fia, you as you think about this as you're hearing tab kind of question this stuff and basically being like I lived in a big undead city and I've never yeah. seen the reaper for like however many years I've been alive. You start thinking about it. And you can recall...
4: The fervor that was mobilized by the ideology of the Reaper in my village?
2: Yes, not even, and when you think back on the village that you lived in in Innerborough, Inter- like, you got sent to the scales the last time you were caught with Arena, but you had been caught a couple other times doing, like, trickster magic. And your mm. father would punish you by making you read, like, Reaper spell books and would say, like... This is the right way to do magic. This is divine oh, magic. This so is... they
4: are two different types of magic. So
2: they are two different types when of magic. Zirk,
4: when Mr. Zerk talks about two, a system of magic, there's actually two different systems, perhaps.
2: And, and as you think about it, Fia, you remember as a kid, your father encouraging you to use divine magic and to read these old Reaper books, and he would be happy when you successfully did it, but you never really believed in it. And yet, you still were able to do it. So something's messy here. Something's strange.
3: The Reaper's just, like, co-opting magic.
4: Or is the Reaper a uh, machination of the
1: people? I don't know really where magic, especially this type of magic, comes from, but... Collective consciousness has a lot of power.
2: That's true. Tav, do you do magic? Oh, nah, I'm just an archer. (laughs) I just use my archer stick. And they (laughs) go (laughs) down I've I
3: seen that That's thing pink. Right. It's pretty magical. Uh, Don't tell you yourself away, short.
2: Yeah. Oh, I tried to shoot it at the lady. Ah, she moved. Yeah. <laughs> wooden bolt. That's a spell. Ah, yeah. Ah, you'd have been dead if it was just my. Ah, yeah.
3: <laughs> you would have been dead, yeah, if you were just standing there with your face exposed to the uh, to the arrow. All
2: right, yeah. <laughs> um, guys, go ahead and give me perception checks as you uh, stand here talking.
3: I okay. fucking rolled another four.
2: You're
4: spawning.
3: That's a fifteen. Thank you, Spoonie.
2: Um That's I a 22. A 13. You guys see in the distance a bunch of knights and guards riding towards the lab. Um, you see, they are wearing the house colors uh, aquamarine for the Lochnamores and red for the Ariases, which is mm. Izzy's family. Um, you see, there are a lot of them, um, and they are surrounding the lab. Um, there's a carriage that is likely carrying uh, Carlisle or his father-in-law or both, and a few men are ushered out of it into the lab. It it fully looks like they are in crisis mode, like they've just learned about the situation with the Necrophone. And you guys know that the Twilidium was supposed to be done within a couple days, um, and it is night two, so it could be done. Uh, Or close to done, you don't know. But now the lab is full of...
3: Crawling with people.
2: Loch forces. Oh, no. And even worse, you guys see it goes into some kind of lockdown. You see the glass panels that normally allow you to see into the lab start lighting up with purple energy as an entire force field begins to pop up over the dome. Oh, we're fucked. Oh, this And that's where we'll end our session. Hmm. We're, it, we're got it got worse. It got worse.
4: Murph, you took every spell from me except for one first level spell. Yeah. This isn't a new thing, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got to. Yeah, that's.
1: I've had a lot of close calls. I think that might have been the closest. That was super, oh super God. close. That was scary.
2: Mm. That was scary. Yeah. Uh, Didn't didn't like it In fact, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it more over on our patreon patreon.com slash nadpod that's n-a-d-d-p-o-d don't sing yet <gasps> um, uh, to
3: listen to our after show um, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug oh you know what it was um, the uh, three black halflings podcast one year uh, birthday whoa uh, this past oh. Week. Oh, happy birthday so to I want to wish them a happy birthday 11 110
2: <laughs> yeah check out that episode it was great Uh, Check it out, guys. Um, uh, Anybody else have anything they'd like to plug?
4: Um, Yeah, I'm going to plug a really weird thing.
2: (laughs) Do it, do it, do it. Please do.
4: This guy, Tyler, I think his name is Tyler Thrasher Art on Instagram. He um, is like a, uh, he's a plant guy. And people send him pictures of their plants, and then he roasts their plants. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) They send him him pictures of their dying plants, and then he just like absolutely berates them. And uh, it's truly good content. This is Mm. just a weird thing that I saw right before we recorded, so it's on my mind. Sweet.
1: (laughs) That's rough. Uh, I'm going to scoop Murph and plug our Patreon, patreon.com slash nadpod. Nice. Nice. Check it Mm. out. Yeah.
2: Check it out. Uh, nice. Sweet guys, um, you can follow us on social media that we may or may not use at Siege Murphy's is me, at caldys Caldwell, at Axford's Emily, and at Jake versus Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPod. That's N A D D P O D.
5: We are, we are the youth of the nation. We, we are, we are the youth of
1: the nation. That was one of our worst ones. Yeah. Well, you know I thought what?
3: I was nailing it that
1: actually. <laughs> It's the end of our show, which means it's time to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. We couldn't do it without you, and now we sing your praises. Here we go. Brad D., Jeffrey S., Haldor Frostback, Steelbreaker, and Matt M., other Vervain Industries employees who have clearance to enter the Necrophone Chamber. They don't really care about the horror experiments, though, and mostly use the room to play Smash Bros. during their lunch breaks. Nice. Jordan DJ, Cutter W, Jive G, Zolo Dolo, and Dylan B. The inventors of the Carer, a horseless carriage powered by human souls. Sure, these carers may be vaguely unethical, but they're powered by blood, so it's actually super eco-friendly. Wow, nice trade-off. Schubert the Mushroom, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Andrew M, Beardman Dan, and Scott D. A Reaper rock band releasing their first single exclusively for the Necrophone. Playing the song will cause countless horrors to rise from their graves, but it's kind of a bop, so no one really minds. Danny P., mixologist Michael McD, Balnor's Boy, Andrew B., and Kevin S., teens who had snuck into the woods to make out, only to be interrupted by Kane's showdown with Fia. They thought about running, but decided to stick around because it was such a touching scene. Hard agree. Justin I., Ragnar Fairwind. T.J. M. the Gnome Barbarian, Elena M. and Trey Lay the Cray Fae. Patent officers who really should have raised more alarms when Stella Vervain came in to register the Necrophone. In their defense, though, it would have been a lot of paperwork, and she came in at like 4.45 on a Friday. Ugh, I get it. Jared E., Austin Bonesaw MR, Damiel R., Cyborg version of Josh the Kobold, and Octo Lich. Other objects brought to life by Arena. Jared E. is a talking sword, Austin is a living shield, Damiel is a sentient mannequin, and Josh and Octolich are a pair of shoes that sing when you take steps in them. Not very practical, but super cute. Gage M., Richard X Machina, Michael L., Sergio Salazar, Solomon Zacharias de Sequani, and Tras the Traveler. Souls from the plane of Exodus. They spend their days drifting eternally in a sea of unending human consciousness. Except for on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays, they meet up with their adult dodgeball team. Fun! Sir Carl, Jory S, Dana G, Azoth Shadows, and Callum L. The evil wizards who invented the Circle of Death spell. Their inspiration for creating the spell was to invent a version of Flaming Spear that doesn't suck. Mission accomplished, gang. Jack L, Flawless Whale, Temporal, Sam L, Nicholas C, and Reese N. S moxora's pauldron designers not a lot of people know this but moxora actually started the 80s businesswoman shoulder pad trend and no one's worn it better since samuel b mike h byron murphy likes to drink curfew, matthew e colton b and adam g the makers of a public domain necrophone come on people just because it's evil doesn't mean we shouldn't invest in public works Megan S, Mateo C, Innie Badger, Panama James, Cummins the Bard, and Adrian the Halfling Bard. A group of necromantic masseurs who actually use the same spectral hand spell that Muxora did, but for a deep tissue shiatsu massage that will have you walking like a new person. Terrifying. Dan, Scott W, Nikki W, Grace G, Drew Nasty, and CC Lulu. A heavy metal band in Siren's Lock, that is renaming themselves Chains of the Time Devil after this episode. Can't get more metal than that. Barnzenator, Michelle O, Timmy R, Jonathan W, the croc-wearing warrior, and Lucas B, the makers of Plane Rip, the only Swiss army knife with a blade that can tear a rift into different planes. Make sure not to get it confused with the wine opener. Yikes. Aaron S, It's Kevin, new york and steven c a library of books that is fucking terrified of Moxura now don't worry friends she actually doesn't really care for historical fiction so you're safe kj michael m mike k karen j ekathor 666 and nick w ranch's extended family who is just so relieved he was not implicated in any of this malarkey and really just wish their sweet ranch would come on home Taylor A., Matthew R., Esme M., Nathan, and Casimir the All-Knowing. Kane's hunting buddies. They go to estate sales and hunt out the best deals on vintage goods. Kane didn't specify in the moment, but that's what kind of hunter he is. A bargain hunter. Big Bad Beardo the Mad, Eric McD, Thraff, Burly T., and J Dragonborn. The Ranch Branch. Proud members of Ranch's family tree. Ranch! That's what it says on their coat of arms. Joe Rowe the Pro, Cody B, Liam D, the Sandrayan, Ben A, and Fel Donis. The team of comedy writers who came up with the Big Rex, Little Rex joke. Only elite comedians could come up with something as clever as Big Rex being the little one. That's comedy gold. Dave H, Koala Bear, Catherine S, David K, Christian S, and Dustin S. Inventors who are challenging Stella for the Necrophone IP. Their Necrophone is a chat line for necromancers to talk on the phone about skeletons and stuff. Unsurprisingly, it's a huge hit in Eldermorn. Keith K., Connor F., The Time Walker, Vashgard, Two Left Eyes, and Frankie Koala. Big Rex and Little Rex's best friends who are going to be absolutely devastated when they find out they've been killed and replaced by Reaper followers bar trivia will never be the same. Big Bad John, DPC is awesome, Aston S, Blair the Bug Blair Barbarian, Porkchop, and Chanel M. The magical scientists behind the missing necrophone parts. These brilliant minds might have inadvertently brought about the apocalypse, just like any good scientist would. Furion Hot Pants, Velaciraptor, Minette F, Pat L, Achutha A, and Lauren H., The horror anthropologist who designated boar horrors with the name Borer. In their defense, it was a long day, and they had already named a bunch of horrors. Elias Hawthorne, Maddie Y, Alex H, The Eldest Barry, Evan V, Ryan S, and The Bone Duster. A team of Eldermorn medical students who were also allowed inside Stella's secret lab. Was there anyone not allowed inside this lab? Seriously, I want to know. Joshua H, Robert Crisp, Yidrasil, Brantley C, Micah B, and Ploops. Thieves who were also hiding in the secret lab, geez, but after overhearing all the drama, decided to just leave and call it a night. Good plan. Carly Ann, Lori P, Spam Gaming the not-so-skilled gamer, Connor Savage, Russell H, and Christopher J. Pebblepot. The lab interns who accidentally left the blueprints for the necrophone and the copier big mistake guys! Definitely not getting college credit for that one. Logan S, Leviathan, Demi A, BioQuirt 7, Kenny, and Remington CD. West Precinct Horror Hunters. They were all out celebrating making the squad and got a little rowdy and thus absolutely missed their first chance to hunt a horror when the boar showed up. Maybe for the best. Amber K, Thrill of the Fight, Sullivan H, Everett P, Drub Hopdropper, and Sydney T. Guards at Stella's lab who are all a little suspicious of the brand new janitor they've never seen. But hey, the accent checks out, so they're gonna look the other way. Thanks guys! The Element God, Lindsey W., Champ Wild, Valen, Sprite Pepsi, and Carlin C. Members of the West Precinct Press who are all a little confused trying to parse out Quick Blast's long-winded, freewheeling interview. They were curious about the heroes who actually killed the Boers, or at the very least the altercation where Edgar Jr. threw a canteen at an unnamed middle-aged man, and she gave them nothing. Anthony S. Tristan C, the loose but obtuse goose. Jake. Emily S, the new petty king of outerborough CC, and Matthew J. High school friends who came up with Big Rex and Little Rex's incongruous nicknames. And let me tell you, they are still laughing about it. It's that clever. Scrip Scripper, Michael S, The Bone Duster, Noah, Wyatt B, Estelle, and Ghost. Lagnamore's team of lawyers who had Stella sign mountains of paperwork and contrary to her belief, 100% have all of her intellectual property locked up, including stuff she came up with before she was employed by them, and anything she invents after. Huh. I don't feel bad for her, but seriously, read your contracts. Rogue Cree, Daniel N., Baroness, Sebastian's romance partner from the Baronies, Mr. Dude's Guy, and Conflicted DM. West Precinct rodeo clowns who saw Kane get lassoed and knew it was their time to shine. They did their best dancing around him, but he still made a beeline for the third mates. A valiant effort, everyone. Give yourselves a honk. Justin LB, Connor P, Dandy, Jennifer R, and Clifton A. People who were also grappled by mage hands like Henry. But luckily for them, they were nice little mage hand hugs and high fives. Oh, actually sounds kind of sweet. Richard G., M. Barber, Marcos P., Pup Kalish, Learns the Balance Druid, and Dakota J.P. Doc workers coming out of the woodwork after hearing about Fia's never-ending cherry liqueur flask. I mean, yes, there's enough to go around, but this is ridiculous. Pegos V., Tracy P., A Very Big Bed 91, Tyler B., Scrumpy Bogpipe, and Zachary R. Quick Blast gym spotters who are actually kind of redundant considering Quick Blast has extra arms to spot herself. But you know what? Sometimes she likes to push extra weight, okay? And she actually does need six spotters. Sorry, not sorry. Don't apologize. You get it, Quick Blast. You deserve it. And with that, we are done with our shoutouts. Thank you all so, so much for listening and supporting us. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.